This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Yes, welcome back. We're glad that you've spent some time with us. Uh, We have a great last segment here. We have... Deanne Sheeler, the Director of Mission Advancement for the Dickinson, or the, excuse me, the Trinity Catholic Schools in Dickinson, North Dakota with us, and uh, she's going to be telling us about the uh, <laughs> huge and exciting project going on uh, on the Trinity campus. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Amanda Ellerkamper broadcasting live from Trinity High School and junior high in the uh, Fisher Commons area. So we're glad that you're with us. Let's just get right into this exciting news, Deanne. Um, Boy, you you know, when you drive up uh, to the Trinity Catholic Schools High School and junior high campus, you're you're seeing changes. Uh, The convent is no longer standing to the east of the school. We have uh, these huge, humongous earth movers (laughs) on campus now, and, uh, you know, the adrenaline is pumping here. Yes, it's a very exciting time for Trinity Catholic Schools. Indeed, and what a strong, promising story. Um, uh, Maybe we could just give the the listening audience an update on... uh, the enrollment figures for next year and that story. And that will lead into why we're in this exciting project. Of course. Well, we opened our registration process in January, as we typically do for our current families. And uh, usually we see most of our families complete their registration in January. And we always have, you know, 100 to 200 family or students that uh, don't necessarily turn in their registration right away. Well, this year, uh, it, it, that number has been going down every year. Like more and more people are getting their registrations in, and it. and this year, uh, it was a surprisingly uh, great turnout from our current families. So much so that we only had about fifty students that had not registered as as of uh, January thirty first, and our kindergarten for next year was full. So we couldn't even open it up to the public, but we decided strategically, you know what, we're going to open it up and we're just going to see what happens. So on February 1st, our uh, our enrollment opened to the public and uh, quickly our kindergarten uh, exceeded the 60 students that we typically take. You know, we really strive for that that small class size of 20 per class. So 60 has kind of been the, the cap where we've been at. And, uh, you know, it was 66, then 68, then 70. So we ended up uh, getting getting our board together and having some discussions because, you know, what would it mean to add a section? Because you can't just add extra kids in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you only have so much space. Right. We only have so many classrooms. That's right. So even, you know, to say that we'd have the classroom space to do it was, was a, a consideration. We ultimately ended up deciding that we're going to add that fourth section making our kindergarten capacity be 80 students total, four sections of 20. Uh, we, we said if we can get to 72, that's what we're going to do. 18 students per, per four sections, that's a great number. The teachers would be happy with that number, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, we as of today, we're at 75 students. Wow. So we're close to filling that new fourth section, which right. is amazing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we're really excited to be able to open that opportunity to families. We've got a lot of new families that are interested in coming in. The majority of those kindergartners are coming from our early childhood programs. 
We've got a very robust uh, Titan Tots preschool that we offer, two-day, three-day, four-day, and five-day options. Mm. And I think the real kicker has been that five-day preschool. Uh, it's a full-day option, which sometimes I hear people say, oh, my goodness, five full days? How can you put a, a little kid in five full days? Well, the, the fact of the matter is, if they're in a half-day preschool, they're going to daycare in a lot of cases the rest okay. of the day. So they're already in a full-day program, but their day was getting disrupted where mom and dad would have to drop them off at our, our preschool in the morning and then come pick them up at noon and take them uh, you know, back to their daycare. This, this program really is a great solution for working families, busy families that are able to bring them in the morning, maybe with their older siblings, and then pick them up after school. And we do have an after-school program that those pre-kindergarten students are eligible for. But So the majority of those kindergarten students are coming from that. But we do have some that are you know, new families that are just excited to be part of of uh, the greatness that we have happening here at Trinity Catholic Schools. And then, you know, we, we still have a lot of families that, you know, stay home with their, their kids. There are some, some families that keep their kids in the home, and uh, kindergarten is their first school experience. So we have some of those that are coming in as well. So we, we're very excited to reach that 80 capacity. Yeah, very exciting. Lots of little titans. Um, and it provides um, some challenges, though, of, of space. Like you said, there's only so many classrooms, so many teachers, and if we have another classroom for this. So um, it's. I was just pondering the other day of, like, it seems like just yesterday we moved into this new school, uh, and now we're, we're going to change the landscape of the campus again, and we're talking about growth at really every level <laughs> of, of different things happening. So there's lots happening. So um, for those that aren't familiar with our campus, we're, the building we're sitting in right now is um, 5 through 12, really, 7 through 12 in our new building. Um, a wing of the original Trinity has been turned into our 5th and 6th grade, our Trinity North. So connected on this campus, we have um, through this year 5 through 12, but next year that's going to look a little bit different. So tell us about that. Yeah, well, uh, we when we decided that we were going to expand our early childhood programs, knowing how successful they have been, uh, you know, we, we started on this project and uh, the project, it, it's sort of been a chicken and egg concept in some ways because do you build it when you don't have enough students and you raise the funds and, and uh, do that sort of thing or do you wait and build your enrollment and then build the school? Uh, you know, and, and just going through that process, just to go backwards a little bit, we looked all over. We looked in our, our existing buildings at uh, St. Wenceslaus Church, has Trinity Elementary East attached to it, and then St. Patrick's Church in town has Trinity Elementary West attached to it. We went through those buildings, our whole board, all the pastors. We, we hopped in our little shuttle bus and we toured the town, basically. We looked for every different classroom that we could use. And uh, I think to the surprise of some of our board uh, members and even some of our pastors, uh, every nook and cranny is being used. Mm -hmm. You know, a former locker room at Trinity West is our library right now. <laughs> yeah. There's shower heads on the wall between the bookcases. I mean, we're really, we've got copy machines in the hallways. I mean, we, we really have to do something to accommodate those teachers and students. And uh, then we started to look throughout the town, you know, are there vacant buildings? Are there places that we could, you know, look at renting or purchasing and renovating? And, um, you know, I think one of the reasons our program is so successful is that connection to the parishes, that connection right next to our churches. Mm -hmm. And moving, 
even if it's our preschool programs, moving that away from that, I think you really lose a lot of the identity that makes us who we are. And uh, so we ultimately decided, well, we've got space on this, this campus, the Trinity Junior High and High School campus. Let's look up there. And that's what prompted us to uh, look at that convent space. The convent was at the point where renovating it would have cost more than, um, than you know, uh, tearing it down and building something different. So that was our first idea was to expand early childhood over there. And then as you know, we're seeing these growth numbers and registration numbers come in, we quickly realized this is gonna solve our immediate problem but we are not going to have space for these elementary students. And the junior high and high school building has room for a capacity of 75 to 80 students per class. Mm -hmm. And so with our elementaries only having the space for 60 students per class, we're never going to fill and be optimized unless we have that space early on. So here we've got all these preschool students that we don't necessarily have room for in elementary and then we're, we're thinking, yeah, come back in seventh grade because we've got room for you then. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't necessarily work. work. So as we uh, took on this project, uh, just the timing of construction and fundraising and everything that happens, we weren't able to get that done as quickly as we would have liked. So we're taking the, the west end of the 7 through 12 campus building, the, the former uh, Trinity Junior High and High School, the old wing, and uh, renovating that. And that is going to be where our five-day, full-day preschool program is housed next year until our new building is ready for them. So it's actually a blessing in a lot of ways because by the time these preschool and pre-kindergarten students move into their new building, we will need that space for fifth and sixth grade because we're running out of room <laughs> in that wing so we'll have this, this whole hallway renovated for three more classrooms, which is going to be wonderful. Yeah, so we're going to have little ones in this building next year, um, my niece being one of them, and she's super excited to be up here with her big brothers and me. Um, and, uh, and then there's going to be a new building added. So we're renovating within here for the for the short term in, of preschool, but long term of Trinity North, fifth and sixth. Um, but as Mike said, there's some really big machinery just <laughs> on, the, on the northeast part of our campus between here and Queen of Peace Parish, which is just across the parking lot here, um, which is going to become a whole nother building, a whole, a whole new building of the Trinity Catholic Schools, which is super, super exciting. Um, and so that is going to be the early childhood center, which, um, is, is kicking off as you said. So, um, we can talk more after the break about that, but when, when is that starting and, and, and what is happening with that? Well, uh, fairly new news as of this week, we are going to be doing the groundbreaking ceremony, uh, next Monday. March 28th at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, just going to be right outside on the actual, uh, you know, spot where the building will be built, right between Queen of Peace Parish and Trinity Junior High and High School. So 10.30 on Monday, March 28th. And we're going to, we're very excited to welcome Bishop David Kagan. He is going to be uh, holding a blessing and help, helping us dig the first shovels in the ground along with Monsignor Richter, who is the pastor at Queen of Peace Church and the vice president of our Trinity Catholic Schools school board. 
So we'll have uh, plenty other people around and our choir is going to sing. It mm-hmm. should be just a wonderful way to really kick this off on the right foot. Well, we're, we have a lot of talk to talk about after the break, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot going on here on the campus of Trinity Catholic Schools. And we're visiting with Deanne Sheeler, the director of a, a, a Mission Advancement. And uh, we have to take a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio, with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain today, we've all experienced some kind of loss, especially the death of a loved one. There's an opportunity for us to still help them, however, and I invite you to please visit our website, suicideandhope.com. If you have lost someone tragically, please enter their name. You do not have to put their full name. You can put initials or a first name or even a nickname, but I will personally pray for each and every person whose name is entered onto that website in memorial. I will also say a mass every month for these people, imploring God's mercy upon the salvation of their soul. So there is no obligation, there is no cost. All we ask is that you bring your heart and the love that you have for your loved one to our site, list them there, and allow us to pray for them. Again, suicideandhope.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Real Presence Live. We're glad you're with us. We're broadcasting from Trinity, uh, the Trinity Catholic Schools, and uh, we're, I'm here with Amanda Ellerkamp, my co-host. My name is Mike Kidrowski, and we're visiting with uh, Deanne Sheeler, the Director of Mission Advancement for Trinity Catholic Schools, and uh, telling the story, the exciting story of expansion, increase in enrollment, and uh, what triggered now a a new building on the campus to house the preschool. And uh, so, Deanna, I'm just thinking back when you were in this this bus and you're with the pastors and you're with the board members and you're traveling around to the other campuses, the the, the church campuses that have schools, and you're seeing uh, there's no room here. We're using all the space. And then you looked for other buildings in the in the city what can we do you came back together at the table and said folks uh the 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 decision was 
we got to look at a new school. We got to look at building a school to accommodate the increase in enrollment. And uh, that was certainly a leap in faith by the board of directors and the pastors and the administration. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it really was. I mean, when we were talking and realizing that we needed to build a new building or look at, you know, another structure on one of our existing uh, campus spaces, uh, it's tricky because you really have to hope that, you know, you've got to look at the information you have in front of you and, and make the best decision. And we know that there have been births have been increasing in our area, mm-hmm. uh, in our community that, that has been on the rise. So you know that there's definitely going to be people uh um, having children in this area, and we looked at the number of baptisms at our parishes, and uh, you know we're in that hundred to one hundred and fifty uh, kids that were getting baptized every year. So if we're looking at you know sixty to eighty students, we should be able to at least you know get that many um, to come into our early childhood programs. So uh, yeah, it was a giant leap of faith. But you know as as he does, God always jumps in and uh, offers some reassurances. And we had a, a wonderful, wonderful man, a supporter in our community and um, very faithful Catholic parishioner of St. Patrick's Church in Dickinson, uh, Joseph Wagner. He uh, had various different uh, businesses and adventures in Dickinson. Probably the one that folks might remember the most is Joe's Fairway Foods, which is now uh, Flex Furniture and Appliances. But uh, it was Joe's Fairway Fo- Foods back when I was uh, a wee little one when I was at St. Patrick's Elementary. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, Joseph, uh, he passed away around this same time that we were doing all of this stuff. And uh, being the wonderful man that he is, he was, he um, had a planned gift in mind. And the beneficiary of that gift was Trinity Catholic Schools. Mm. So the timing just was absolutely amazing. The way the Lord works and the way that he inspired Joe to be thoughtful um, with, you know, his treasures and his time. And, uh, you know, uh, he came forward with uh, about $1.5 million gift. Praise be to God. Oh, praise be to God is right. Uh, He gave that to Trinity Catholic Schools. And the really unique thing about Joe and his family and their gift is um, he never had children of his own. He loved children. He had nieces, he had nephews, uh, never had children of his own. And now, you know, a good portion of his legacy is going to be building an early childhood center for our Catholic students in in Dickinson, North Dakota. Wonderful. Just now, what, are the, what exactly is going into that building? Can you explain? There's two stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you explain what grades will be in there? Or, or early childhood, you mentioned. Is, are there going to be, is, is kindergarten going to be over there? Well, it's initially we started, it was going to be an early childhood center. So it was going to house our two, three, and four-day programs. And then, our, of course, our very popular five-day, full-day pre-kindergarten programs. And uh, when we went to the diocese and pre- presented our plan, we, you know, Monsignor Richter and Maria Scari, our president, and I, we went to, to the diocesan committee and we said, you know what, we're going to be real smart here because we, we're recognizing that we've got this growth. So we are going to ask if we could build a shell on top of this early childhood center. So there'd be eight classrooms on the first floor. Let's build the shell so that if we see the growth, we can finish it out. And here's what it's going to cost and this and that. And Bishop Kagan, you know, as he does, he's thinking really hard and looking at our stuff and he says... You know, I definitely support this. I think you guys are on the right track, but you better finish it. You're going to need it. 
And we kind of looked at each other <laughs> going, uh, we probably are going to need it, but really? So we got to finish it right away. And he said, yep, you got to finish it right away. And boy, was he right. Um, this, that was last fall. And you know now we're seeing the kindergartner numbers that prove that we are going to need it. Mm-hmm. If uh, adding that fourth section, as I spoke of earlier, to get us to that 80 capacity, we would not have a first grade room ready for those kindergartners the next year if yeah. it weren't for this building. So uh, thank you to uh, Bishop Kagan and his wonderful leadership in that way to inspire us and challenge us to build big and uh, make make room for the, the students yeah. we know are coming. I know folks in the community have asked me, how much money have they raised, Mike? And uh, uh, I... I don't have the new information, Deanne. So the, can you tell us about the goal, the money's mm-hmm. raised, how people can uh, add to that number of funds raised? Of course. Well, the, the project overall is going to be about an $8 million project. Uh, adding the elementary certainly adds some complication you know, to the building as far as the, the kitchen needs a little bit more um, a little bit more capacity and there needs to be a little more space for you know PE classes and that sort of thing so it has grown a little bit from where originally we were looking at that six and a half million dollar range but it's going to be closer to eight million at this point Um, we are about halfway there uh, first of all, Joseph Wagner's planned gift that he gave us was um, the, the lead on that. And when we started having meetings last summer, we brought in some of our you know best supporters and said, guys, this is our problem. We got to figure out what to do and get this money raised because typically you have to have you know at least half of it in the bank and then the rest of it pledged. That's that's how Bishop Kagan right. traditionally asks for capital projects like this. And uh, we had one meeting and by the end of that day, I had a phone call from an anonymous donor who said, I'm giving you a million dollars. We got to get this wow. going. We got to get wow. this going. So um, then in addition to that, uh, Bishop Kagan and the diocese have come forth with a match as well of $750,000. So above that $1.5 plus the million dollar anonymous, we have a $750,000 match from Bishop Kagan and the Diocese of Bismarck, which is just beautiful. Um, and then we've we've been doing meetings, uh, doing a lot of you know major gift asks. We're we're kind of uh, in the follow up phase with some of those, but we're certainly seeing um, you know donations of all shapes and sizes coming in. Um, you know we're we're meeting as quickly as we can. You know we we don't necessarily have a fundraiser hired specifically for this this uh, position, but we so meanwhile while Monsignor is running a parish. Maria Scari is running the school. Where I'm running the advancement operations uh, through the school year. Uh, we're trying to do this fundraising on top of it. And we, we've been very successful so far. Um, we're going to continue having these meetings, but certainly folks can, they can always, um, we have online donation uh, opportunity available at our website, trinitycatholicschools.com. Uh, we also are happy to call to meet with anyone uh, as they see fit. We're going to be doing some more meetings. Uh, you know, the the groundbreaking next week for one will be a place where we will have availability of envelopes and Certainly. different documents mm-hmm. uh, for people to to review. And um, yeah, we're just gonna. 
Oh, Keep what, pounding the pavement What here. a great story, Deanne. So God bless you and the work that you do. I know Maria is, uh, is a tremendously hard worker, and, and uh, uh, the, the task at hand is huge, but God is close by. He's guiding us. He, he uh, is there for us. So uh, know of our prayers, Deanne, as you continue this project. Thank you. And uh, uh, Amanda, we have to go back to the uh, uh, mothership in Fargo, North Dakota. Our uh, technical director, Eli, is standing by. Uh, Eli, tell us about the next show. Hey, thanks, Mike. Great show today. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. That's hosted by Steve Sponskowski and Roxanne Solonen coming to you live from our Fargo studios. They'll visit with Mary Hanbury from the Diocese of Fargo. She'll tell us how the Annunciation is depicted in sacred art. Then Jackie Schmaltz will give us highlights from the Redeemed Women's Conference. Plus, Sister Faustina Maria Pia will tell us about a 30-day retreat with the Litany of Trust. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Friday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. And just wanted to get in another plug, too. I know we've talked a bit this morning about the consecration uh, mm -hmm. that Pope Francis is doing of Russia and Ukraine. And you can find out more information about that on our website at realpresenceradio.com slash Ukraine. That's realpresenceradio.com slash Ukraine. Right back to you. Yes, thank you, Eli. Thanks for all your help that you extend to get the equipment up and running for us, and we appreciate that. Uh, but we have uh, uh, a big day coming up tomorrow, mm -hmm. the, the consecration uh, of Ukraine and Russia to our Blessed Mother. Uh, this is this is a huge, this is huge. And so please pray the rosary tomorrow uh, for this uh, this event. And uh, uh, Amanda, any final thoughts about the show today? Yeah, we just had, time flies when you're having fun. I can't believe we've done two hours already. We had yeah. such wonderful guests Indeed. and lots of good information. Um, you know, I also wanted to just give another plug for our first guests of Janessa Philippi of the Down Home Organization. If listeners need that, it's www.down-home.org. You can find out more there. They also have a, a Facebook page. Um, and as Eli said, realpresenceradio.com forward slash Ukraine for that consecration tomorrow. You'll find links on there to your local diocese and the events that they have going on. Um, we heard about the nun run with our students. I can't wait till the students get back so I can hear Indeed. more about that on Monday. Um, and then, of course, with wrapping up with Deanne here in the Early Childhood Center, um, trinitycatholicschools.com. You can always find more there about what exciting things going on here as we sit at the Trinity uh, Catholic Schools uh, campus here at Trinity High School in the Fisher Commons. So um, just all sorts of exciting things, as there always is, on, on Real Presence Radio. And so stay tuned for more great programming uh, throughout yes. the day and, and rejoin us again for Real Presence Live. Thank you, Amanda Ellerkamp, for joining us, uh, uh, being our host. Deanne, thank you for joining us. Have a good, faith-filled Lenten season, everyone. You take good care. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. 
Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.